from last time the party had encountered a myriad of things in the lead up to the uh, second stage of the tournament of lions they had found themselves embroiled in defending a jeweler's shop to protect a relic of some unknown importance for the time being uh, given its leak to dragonborn technology from would-be thieves only to find that their assumptions were correct and that amongst the thieves was Hurin, the uh, bard or thief, depending on whom you ask, that has been traveling with Kaim. Uh, after fending them off and meeting with a distressed Kaim, they managed to figure out some use of the crystal, though its, it's information and what it contained was corrupted in some fashion. They were able to gain a good bit of information from it, yet um, seeing a vision of some entity laying waste to a massive city, the likes of which neither of them, none of neither of them, there was like four people, no one in the room, uh, could put a place to or really fully comprehend its vastness. Uh, afterwards, you know, there were decisions, discussions, and a lot of thoughts laid out about their next course, everyone agreeing that they need to reach the Titan's forest and find this sleeping giant regardless of whatever time it takes and regardless of whether or not Fair would make it to his next uh, events. With everyone separating after another meeting with Hiran to try to make some sense of the elf's uh, activities and his choices in life. Um, everyone set about planning with many things to prepare for and not a whole lot of time to prepare for them. Uh, turning the table to you all as Savrik has left to go try to procure more horses to expedite the journey. Right. And then we need to go talk to the professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be like, surprise, we're leaving early. Um, we should probably go... Because she's going to be one of two places, right? She's either going to be at the school or the at, the coffee shop. at the coffee shop. Yeah. So, coffee about, shop, about what time of day is it? Still morning, I'd wager. Like, you know, you, yeah. you all were moving pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably late morning, I would I would say, getting, getting closer to noon, but... Okay. Okay, I mean... Let me try it or it's a 50-50 shot. I mean, if it's getting close to noon, it's getting close to lunch. Yeah. Let me try the cafe first. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And if not, we can ask how long it'll be until she's there. Yeah. Sure. Uh, making your way to uh, Bookbinders, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's still busy when you get here this day, but it's busy in the way that, like, a college cafe is busy. It's mostly students. It's a lot of People hanging out and talking. Um, not a whole. It's a lot of people that look rather young as well. Uh, not really a whole lot of 
you know, old hipsters. Yeah, old hipsters or professors milling about. Um, the uh, host uh, that was there last time you all came to visit, same gentleman that comes up as before, nods says, Welcome back to Bookbinders. Is there anything you can do for the three of you today? Look, I'm trying to find her name. Who? Fuck. Do you want me to just tell you? No. Okay. <laughs> um, we're looking for Professor Races. Cassius. Cassius. Why do I? It's a K, not an R. <laughs> I was like, racist? What the fuck? Assassina. Uh, the host yes. nods and looks around and goes, Ah, yes, uh, the professor is not here at the moment. I believe that she is, uh, at the moment, preparing her students for exams. Uh, any idea where we would find her then? I would wager within the academy someplace, maybe within the, uh, the courtyard grounds or some such. Oh, they do know where the academy is. I'm assuming. It's like a hundred feet. Yeah, it's like yeah. right outside. Yeah, yeah, you guys have to pass the academy. Oh, I forgot that that was a thing. Yeah, it's, there's, so um, so yeah, to, to further describe, detail, I forgot. Yeah, there's a stone courtyard with some, like, little mini gardens, um, and then Bookbinders is one area, and then the, the grounds for the academy okay. are right there. Um, yeah, I mean, Bookbinders is basically like an on-campus. Okay. Oh, right, because we talked about it being like Mike's. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, maybe later, yeah. Okay, I guess they'll head out to the... Yeah, go over to the... Yeah. Yeah. Poking around. Uh, Making your way to the academy, you see a bunch of people that were dressed very similarly to all the people in bookbinders, as well as what you've seen Professor Asusano wearing. Um... Kind of fitted but still roomy robes with you know, a lot of people having like small belts or bandoliers with little you know trinkets and magical things hanging off of them. Everyone having a book of some sort. Uh, some people you know wander with wands, other with staves, others have little um, just I guess things. Uh, I hate to use the word fetish for it, but like I guess that's the technical term for what it would be. Oh, I hate um, that. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you... What, what? Just, like, little objects, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. like I did not know that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah sometimes they can be referred to as fetishes. Um, paraphernalia. Trinkets and That's a better word for it. Let's go with paraphernalia, so that way we're not caught in that disaster. Yeah. comes from is the, like, obsession with the yeah. weird objects. Hmm, the more you know. Paraphernalia also sounds like a drug thing, but let's keep going. Objects of arcane foci. <laughs> Brick a brack. <laughs> they have their Finger arcane foci. Um, you know, and, and some of them, like at one point, you watch a uh, dwarven woman with a small little crystal ball of sorts that she's seemingly trying to divine with as she meanders by having a spirited conversation with uh, with a uh, human gentleman who is like trying to peer into the crystal ball and find something and. After a couple of moments of sort of idly wandering around the general courtyard, someone takes notice of you uh, shuffling up an older human gentleman with just a long, just Fu Manchu-style mustache of silvered hair with a um, very just short, swept back, very neatly coiffed hair, um, and just big, thick spectacles uh, that really sort of just magnify his eyes. And he walks up to you, stooped and hunched over, 
almost hugging a staff as though for support. And it was, ah, yes, is there anything I can do for the three of you today? Sorry, um, we're looking for Professor Asasina. Do you have an appointment or any form request, or...? We need to speak with her, uh, sooner rather than later on business matters. Nods and sort of idly fiddles with the tip of one side of his mustache, just twirling it and twisting it. All right, all right, well, if you'll follow me, then I can take you to her class. She should be letting out soon. She and uh, he begins just shuffling, feet never leaving the ground, uh, taking very deliberate steps. Tiny steps. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a bit of a process. Um, and partway through, he looks back at you and goes, "So, how do you all know the the young professor?" Uh, we uh, we've been contracted by her to um, pursue. Her studies alongside her. Supposed to provide support. She's hiring us. Studies of the illusory sort or the historical? Historical. Ah, yes. Her grand adventure. I'm glad she's finally found someone, too. I would have joined her myself, but, uh... Well... You know what they say, these old bones aren't what they used to be. And he stands up straight, and you can just hear the, like, <laughs> as he stretches out, and then immediately just hunches back over yeah. into comfort. And being, it's gonna be me at work. <laughs> it's gonna be me in two years. Ah, uh, anyway. Uh, so, are any of you uh, studiers or purveyors of the arcane, or...? I, I dabble, I suppose. Oh, do you have a specialty? No more combative uh, sorts. You have to slag, right? I see you like to use your magic in more uh, evocative ways, huh? Yeah? Fair less. <laughs> Such a that joke goes joke. over his head, but I am very pleased uh-huh. with it. And the uh, the two of you, not a bit. Sorry, uh, a little here and there. And he kind of like peers at all these. No one just gets a little bit into magic. Here's like with my chopped liver. <laughs> I I am. doesn't have time to talk about <laughs> <laughs> going on. <laughs> and he just kind of just nods, and you can tell that he deflates a little bit, and just as <coughs> all right, all right. He hobbles along, and eventually he brings you to a class that is just letting out of um, <coughs> a rather large student body of varying individuals. Uh, Professor Asasena is, you know, she's gathering up her stuff, and the old gentleman wanders in first. He says, Professor Cassis, you have some visitors here. They insisted on speaking to you of matters of business of your grand adventure to the Titan's Forest. And I figured I would... And she just nods and goes, Yes, thank you very much. You don't need to explain everything, sir. Um, if you need to go back to your class, I think you're... Uh, I think you're almost 30 minutes late at this point. <laughs> okay, Google, define mansplaining. <laughs> uh, he just nods and goes, Oh... 
you know, it looks like a, a uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like an actual clock. Um, I'm sure for you, you've seen some equivalent of timekeeping devices. What that be. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. Pause for a second. My body is drop or anything? I don't think so. It's just okay. been happening on and off all day. I think this my body's last hurrah before yeah. it completely shuts down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm sure you've all seen a timekeeping device of some sort, some sort, some sort. Jesus, whether it's like a sundial or like a like a grandfather clock, or you know, I'm sure you know, just little clockwork fiddly bits um, to make one. Um, yeah, and this seems to be one that's powered by just like flowing water. Um, that like it just looks very expensive. I do have, and he nods. He says, well, I suppose it's time for me to get going. It was nice seeing you all. And you see him pull out like a small handful of stuff, and he murmurs a quick little incantation before what looks like little wings sprout from his heels, and he just zips off <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> well, what the fuck? Why didn't he do that before? Because <laughs> he wasn't in a hurry then. Yeah. We were. <laughs> and she, you know, comes up and goes, I'm so sorry. He's, um, you probably spent about a good ten minutes getting over here, so I think you know well enough. Uh, what did you need to speak about? Uh, something has come up, and we need to uh, see ourselves to the Titans Forest sooner rather than later. She nods slowly. Alright. Um, we're in the middle of exams at the moment, so I don't know that I can just be, you know, Taking off. I mean, if you all need to go, um, I understand, but. You were ready to leave three, two, three days ago? What was it? Two days. Two yeah. days ago? Just. Yeah. I didn't quite realize what time of year it was. I got really swept up in the moment of it all. Um, you know, I can, I can see if I can't try to find someone. I think that would be best because we can. Use your expertise. She nods. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably the only one that has an app. Uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of important. <laughs> yeah. She nods. Uh, yeah, I, I will see what, what I can do. Um, ooh, this is going to be a tough one. Just, yeah, let me let me let me see what strings I can pull. Um, if you want to drop by later in the evening, I can try to figure something out. Um, otherwise, I would not be able to leave until after the tournament. So, all right. Okay, um, we'll be back by later again. <laughs> no, just, yeah, um, if there's anything else that you have questions about, um, I can. Fill in here, otherwise, it's going to be making sure my students know how illusory magic works. Good to know. Well, then, uh, we'll see you tonight. No, that's good. Yeah. And then we begin. Well, good luck with your students. She notches the life of academia. And she turns around and hurries off. I guess they will... What else did we need to do? Um, Supplies. Yeah. Yes, firewood and rations. Yeah. So I guess they can prep 
as if they are leaving immediately, just in case. Yeah. Um, okay. How far away is the Titans Forest from the city again? Uh, like a, week? a week on foot. Yeah, it's been a week on foot. Okay. Oh, but we were getting horses so that it would be faster. Faster. So, like, like get four the horses. Saturday no, getting Yes. As a, as a thank you for, you yeah, know. Like, like saving the sister's <laughs> life, Ollie. <laughs> I guess. So I guess we just need to find uh, a, like, ye old military supply surplus <laughs> shop. Ye old Costco is what we're looking for. I, I guess, because Ollie's like, Costco. I was just doing it for the right. romance points, personally. But, you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Player me, yes. You said ye old Costco, and I went, Fantasy Costco, come on! And I was like, wait, that's not. <laughs> that's somebody else's intellectual that, property. That's, yeah. Whatever, we quote them all the time. It's true. Go listen to the Adventure Zone if you haven't, which. Where you listening to the podcast? Yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Except for Die. I guess. It's not nice. Anyway. <clears throat> so. Cassius. Anyways, <laughs> where are y'all going? Yeah, I think they they'll go to get yeah the, the like the usual yield yeah. Um, well, there's actually a place for that that yeah. you are aware of. Uh, there is a shop uh, known as the Dragon's Tribute. That is a Dragon's Tribute. <laughs> that is a uh, I guess sort of an adventurer's mart. Uh, and you know, just it's a place where a lot of guild, you know, guilds and knights tend to shop before going on quests. Would you call it? <laughs> no, Get you wouldn't out. actually. <laughs> it's over. What? You lost your chance. <laughs> no, 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 it's over. We gotta follow through. This is gonna be a good one. Everybody, get ready. All two take Ray. <laughs> Would you call it A-Mart? <laughs> Sorry, what? For an entrance? I lost the moment! <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, I love you guys. Keep going. Uh, I mean, listen. That wasn't as absurd as when I couldn't get out the Neil joke in the last minute. <laughs> I had to laugh for like an hour about it. That was perfect. Oh my god, y'all. Okay. So they go the they go to the A Mart. Yes, let me Asshole Mart. Stop. <laughs> Ass Mart. No. Ass That's a that's Aston a different... Martini. Stop it. Aston Martin. I don't know why I said Aston Martini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a drink at uh at uh Alan Draft House. Mm. It's they're James Bond inspired. One of them. Because they also have what was that woman's name in Casino Royale? I have no idea. Oh god. Adele. <laughs> no, no, no. Not Adele Casino Royale. Adele Casino Royale. Was that the one that Halle Berry was on? Or was no, Halle that's, Berry that's, in that's <laughs> Absolutely not. That's one of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of the Those very are the only ones that I've watched. Oh, that's a lie. I've watched all of the newer ones. Is that Diamonds Are Forever? Slash die another day. Die again. No, I was like, Diamonds Are Forever is like one of the, the earlier ones. It might be now die, I, think I think it's Holy Die Another shit. Day. I think it is Die Another Day because what's his name? Uh, gets fucking shreked and then turns into another <laughs> man. <laughs> Meanwhile, that one guy, they worked so oh hard God. to make him not hotter than the principals and it didn't work. It didn't work at all. 
Hallie. <laughs> Why are we? We're Bond. <laughs> Movie. Die another day. <laughs> okay. Okay, just die another day. All right. I only remember that. The only thing I remember from that film is the fucking Madonna song. God. See, I only remember when they're in that ice palace, and then the laser in space reflects the sun onto the ice palace while they're doing the chase. Ah, that was the Mads Mikkelsen one, was the Casino Royale. Die in Furious 2. Where they take a knotted rope to James Bond's balls. And he laughs about it. And that's when I realized, I was like, fuck, this is the most powerful Bond ever. Until I use yourself. Yeah. Please. United Artists, My if you're listening. Hard, please. 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 Don't me fuck this one up. Anyways. Anyway. Yes, yeah, so, um, yeah, the Dragon's Tribute is a uh, rather somewhat large shop, actually, within the, the Merchant District. Uh, off the, the market, right off the market square. Uh, and so Ollie is able to navigate everyone there, and upon throwing the doors open, you're immediately beset by the image of, like, weapons, armor, racks of, like, you know, arrows, some of which are atypical from your standard types. Um, you know, some stuffed and mounted monsters uh, decorate walls and shelves. Vesper. That's her name. Curing. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's various people from various guilds. You can see them. There are little uh, emblems and various knights of various orders that are, you know, trying things out, shopping for some stuff. You can see uh, one adventurer that, you know, you, well, you can see his badge. He looks more just like a hunter than anything. But it seems to be like, you know, testing the weight and the the sight of a bow before you know sending it down and handing it off to a shopkeeper and going back about his business. Um, as you all enter in, uh, there is an individual that you know, just waves a hand and greets you. Uh, just, Welcome to the uh, Dragon's Tribute. Feel free to have a look around. If you're looking for anything specific, my name is uh, Atle. I am here to help for all your needs. Spell that. A-T-L-E. So, one letter off from Power Girls Best Friend. Yeah. Um, they have uh, black curly hair that is kind of a chic mess. Um, really uh, just kind of dark, dark skin um, that is offset with bright blue eyes. Mm. Um, and after greeting you all, they go back to their business and begin uh, just conversing with someone else and helping exchanging coins and <coughs> everything up. Did you say a race? Uh, human. And they then? Yeah. So we need rations. Yes. And firewood. We need to remember to get rations that would also feed horses. Us. Yeah. Um, us, Saverick, the Professor, and Milo. Because puppy. Um, let's see. Um, I also need to get more arrows for my longbow. So that will kind of wait down Atlee. Yeah, and they eventually kind of lean over after almost like moving another, like a customer's head a second. Yeah. Hi, um, uh, I think we're going to need a few things. Um, 
rations for about two weeks for four people. They not go. Everything's on, on the shelves if you just want to. Six. Three of us. Sabrick. Sabrick. The professor. The professor. The dog. The dog. Sex they, people. They just motion around. Everything's on the shelves if you just want to grab it, bring okay. it up to me, we'll tally you up and ring you out. You have uh, healing potions out too? Or do you, and they kinda do you go. sell that? Told her I'm saying, let me, uh, my husband handles a lot of the, uh, more alchemical stuff. If you want to ask him, he should be towards the back helping out another customer. Sure. Yeah, yeah sorry. And they go back to, you know, ringing the next person out. Um, uh, will go and get the rations. So for six people for, I'm, I'm just gonna, yeah, kind of go over what we sure. think it's gonna be, so two weeks. Um, just in case, you know, if I don't know. Um, how much would that be? So six people, and then we also need to get horse rations. Because we're gonna have, yeah, three pieces. Hold on, I can do the math for you real quick on how That's 84 rations. Christ alive. I believe rations are five silver a day. I think they're five copper a day. Yeah, five silver seems like a lot. They are five silver, I don't remember. They are five silver a day? Mm. Times 0.5. It's fucking 42 gold. That's 42 gold? Yeah, shit. Alright. She'll pay it. Well, we gotta get everything. Yeah. Yeah, but she'll grab the rations for everybody. I'll take care of keeping the numbers straight. Um, if anyone wants to like take a look around at stuff as well, Du Bois does. Yeah, I also would like to. Yeah. yeah. I know I need arrows, and I kind of want to see if there's anything. Investigation or perception? Um, I, I was, I'm going to say perception. If you're just kind of glancing around, investigation. If there's like something specific in mind that you are wanting to, uh, in, like investigate whether it's like something regarding weapon. Like it can be, and it can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you know. I was like, I want to look at stuff for weapons and see if there's anything that would, like, befit me. Ugh. Garbage. Investigation 10 to look at, see if anything stands out amongst the, like, equipment. Sure. You rolled so well when I was practicing. It, I mean, it doesn't even. That distant ASMR sound was, uh... Die getting wine. We're now getting up close ASMR. Yeah. Super cut. What? My fucking roll. Was it? You have a plus three to it. Yeah. The highest I rolled last session was a twelve. And that was just on the dice. It turned out to be a 10 because it was animal handled. Or something wisdom related. Something that just doesn't work out for you. Yeah. Something Fair's bad at. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah, so looking looking around, you find what at first you think are potions fair, but you notice that the price for them is dramatically uh, less by comparison than like your average potion is. And after doing a bit of reading and looking around, they seem to be like oils that you can uh, have weapons in that have 
varying uh, additional effects. Uh, you know, some of them are, you know, they look like poisons or agitators. Uh, you know, some look like they are things that help thin the blood to make, you know, the wounding a bit deeper. Uh, others are just pour on, set light with tinder twig, go to town. Um, Um, how much are they? I am trying to figure that out for you. Right okay. Now. So I'll get to that in just a sec. You know, I was doing research for the um, dice thingy mm-hmm. for the curiosity shop. Um, I looked up a list of like potions and I saw the oils and stuff in there and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot those exist. Yeah. Um, and Sveta, so, uh, while you're looking around, you. Basically, you find one thing you become very fixated on it. Um, you've maybe seen them used once or twice, but there are little items that you've seen. They're sort of carved out of a uh, like a non-precious yellow stone and have little like rune etchings and holes drilled into them. Um, but you know them as thunderstones, things that create very just loud, concussive cool. bangs that can be used to disorient enemies. Was that with the seven? Yeah. I realized I could slip my goggles on. Oh, yeah, if you just want to. Can I just do that again? Sure. Yeah. You can do it. So this is perception. Better. 16. Okay. Yeah. Um, You're also able to find... And she will want to know how much those leather sets are. Yeah, that's fucking sick. Um, Alongside that, uh, little, like, smoke pellets of sorts... Um, uh, basically two iron balls connected by like a piece of wire known as bolas, things that, you're, that you throw to tangle people's uh, ankles while mm-hmm. they're running acting as a hooligan cool, uh, to be worn as a tie yeah that's a bolo if you're, is that not what you said? no, bola oh. Oh. Well. if you're a, a female cowboy <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks. Um, yeah, as well as uh, a, a more, I guess, less fancy version known as a tanglefoot bag. Uh, you know, various little traps, and as well as uh, baits that you're not quite sure that they will lure what they say they will, but, you know, things like manicure bait, wyvern bait, etc., etc. Sounds fake, but okay. She will want to know the price of the Thunderstones and then the smoke bombs. Okay. Let me find which PDF this is things. Just because there's like... Is this it? Uh, uh, and is Ollie looking for anything in all this? Or? No, Ollie's going to go stand by the counter and wait for the person who's checking out to be done. And ask Ollie a question. Okay. They're free and not... Yeah, yeah. Frantic. Um, let's do that while I'm trying to find which one of these like 800 PDFs. Don't... Download homebrew stuff, kids, because then you'll download a thousand things and never be able to... Here we go, finally. Uh, okay, the uh, smoke pellets. Uh, it's a... Uh, they're, I mean, they're about this big, but they are... Inch and a half. Yeah, about an inch and a half. Um, it is uh, 15 gold for three. Okay. The thunderstones are 30 gold each. Okay. She'll grab 
two of the smoke bombs. Okay. Um, and then fair. The uh, blade oil flasks are uh, about 35 gold Each. a pop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you tell me what there were again? There was one for just like light your damn sword on fire. Yeah, so um, basically there's uh, there's like a surprising amount. There's fire, there's um, just you know, poison, uh, what they call wounding, which just looks like again, it's the description for it as you're reading it just seems to be something that makes the blood flow a bit Mm-hmm. Quicker, um, but there's also weird ones like lightning, ice, uh, you know, and so on. Lightning sounds intriguing. Don't brand. Um, he's gonna grab the lightning one. Okay. And uh, he's also gonna grab a couple bundles of arrows. However much those are. Just like regular. It's like a gold for 20, I think. Are there more interesting ones? Yeah, there are a few. There are uh, barbed ones, smoldering ones, smoking ones, splintering ones. Okay, hang on. Let me let me denote that I'm getting the lightning oil. Um, how much are the... Okay, so say... <laughs> The, there's okay, so barbed there are, there are barbed arrows, which are one gold each. There okay. are smoldering arrows, which are two gold each. There are smoking arrows, which are three gold each. And then splintering arrows, which are two gold each. Okay. I'm going to grab five of the splintering ones. Okay. And that's ten gold, right? Yeah. Okay. Five, splint, ten, and then, yeah, still two bundles of regular Okay. Um, if you guys want to write down what these things do, so I'm not spending seven years writing sticky sure, notes, sure. Uh, I can get that stuff for you. Yes. Um, I assume the smoke bomb's going to be situational. I mean, it's probably got a, a definitive... Yeah, Does it have so, a definitive thing? Yeah, so as an action or bonus action, you can throw the smoke pellet at a point within uh, 20 feet. And the smoke pellet detonates, creating a 10-foot cube filled with smoke. I like the idea that it is a definitive cube. Not like a nebulous yeah. shape. A cube. Um, I think it's just for like you know, rules purposes. I know, I just like uh, the area is heavily obscured until the end of your turn. Uh, your, your next turn. And any creature that is within it has disadvantage on uh, attacks and perception checks regarding sight. Thanks. Um, the Thunderstone. Let me know when you're ready for that one. Oh, I didn't buy any of those. Oh, okay, you're not grabbing any one of those. Cool. That's reasonable. <laughs> They're really fucking expensive. Yeah. Uh, the Blade Royals, um, you can apply them to uh, either your weapon or three pieces of ammunition. Okay, hold on. Lightning oil. One blade. Or three ammo. Okay. Uh, and for one minute, the uh, weapon or ammunition will deal 1d4 lightning damage. And then after a minute, the oil dries up. And... Yeah. Cool. And 
then you got the splintering arrows as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let me know where you're ready for that one. Okay. Uh, the splintering arrows. Uh, when you hit a creature with the arrow, cut this out. arrow or with this. yeah, like I'm gonna cut this out because it's all that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, with the arrow or bolt, it explodes into uh, wooden shards. Each creature within five feet of the target must succeed a DC 12 dexterity saving throw or take 1d4 piercing. Okay. Um, DC 12 yeah. dex or 1d4 piercing? Yeah. Um, and then obviously the arrow has exploded and is thus destroyed afterwards. Yeah. And that's within five feet of it? Yeah. Okay. I think I bought it and left it. Well, because there's that thing of rosé in there, too. Yeah. And also Kelly's. She bought it because it looked cool. Yeah. She never really did. Cool. But, yeah, as you walk up to the to the counter where Atlee is uh, running stuff out, they are just finishing up with a uh, uh, customer before they look over at you and lean on the countertop and go, Yeah, so what can I do for you? Do you also look to buy from Charlers? If they've got something interesting, yeah. We've got something of a uh, private selection, as it were, when it comes to items. Ollie will pull out a basilisk spike. Nice. Nice. And hold it out. Yeah. Oh, more of those. Take it and begin looking at it. Huh. Not bad. We did put a basilisk out. Mm-hmm. How much are you looking to get for it? <laughs> Shit, I forgot what they got for it last time. No, Christ. I look. <laughs> Flipping back through my notes, trying to find when we fought the basilisk, and I just come across a star, a lost right hand star. <laughs> Fifty gold a piece. Make persuasion check. Yeah, there it is. We killed this bitch. You want the head? Do we still have the head? We do have the head. Persuasion. Yeah. That's a that's a thirteen. Okay. They look at the the spine. Look back at you. Now, if you'd made this like something pretty, maybe fashioned it into a dagger or you know like an arrow, I might play ball with with fifty. But as it stands, I'd probably do about thirty. Because I mean, in its raw state, I'm not going to be able to sell it for much. Not many people are using this and stuff. Fair is going to see this conversation and having gathered up his his new toys, is going to walk over. Um. What is the head we have? Do we have a troll's head? We have a troll's troll head. head. Okay. Uh, would you have any use for a troll's head? I mean, if you're wanting to donate it to the decor, I could stuff it, mount it, and so on and so forth, but... Um, I mean, otherwise, you could uh, probably find someone that can do something with its components. So you're not interested in buying it? No, it's like, not if you're just handing me a raw head, sorry. We're more just a, a shop for a lot of other merchants that, you know, make the stuff and then they sell it to us at a price and then we sell it to everyone else. And... All right. 
I'm gonna look at all the other stuff I have. Yeah. But um How much was all of your stuff worth? That Ferris coming over with a forty seven gold. <laughs> Ollie is as Ferris walking up with it gonna be like, why don't we just trade it for what he's buying? Make another persuasion check. Can I assist? Sure. Doesn't matter, it's a one. What's the total? It's a skeleton. It's a two. Okay. Well, I have a ten to help. Um, I have uh, a few things I'm wanting to sell, so I should get rid of. I'm getting nine. Well, I can do 30 off, like we said before. All right. Oh, as long as we're unloading things, first we dig into his whole shit. Hmm. Well, Fear's doing that, they look over at Spadanga. Yeah, what you got? I have some, uh... She kind of lowers her voice. I'm not going to lower it so that you can hear me on the thing, but... I have, um, some files of... Diamond dust. Do you have any use for that? Not me personally, but I'm sure someone rolling through would have use for such a thing. How much are you looking to? Uh... check to know what the baseline for what yeah, that would be. Um, I'm a merchant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what the... <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say just add your proficiency modifier and um, intelligence, because there isn't like a requisite skill for like... I can't stop my <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to add wisdom, I mean, I, I, could, I could see that as well. Wisdom is also low, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta boost something. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. Um, yeah. You. You know. You're not like super. Like. You know. Exacting in prices and stuff. But like, for for the little one use vials, like you could definitely see them. You know, being worth a couple dozen gold pieces because like you can't really make anything out of it, but like right. it's still a component. Well, yeah. Like 25, 24, 25. She's just gonna go for it. Um, well, considering what's inside, I'd say, and what I went through to get it, of course, um, 30 a vial. Make a persuasion check. Come on, step. Seven. May not go. Thirty. I mean, I could probably do. I mean, thirty is probably what I'm going to be selling them for. So I could probably do twenty. And even then, I'm cut into my profits for it. So. If you don't have any use for any of them, then no. I can take them off your hands. Yeah. We can't find use for them here. I'm sorry. Kother can 
defensive use for brewing potions of some sort. So, so that's a plus 80 gold to the group fund. Ooh. Ooh. Um, do you want that in, ca- you know, in coins, or do you just want to take it off of whatever you want? I was going to say, how much are you buying? Let's, like, what is the extent of Let's wait a minute and just see. <laughs> um, so... We still need horse feed, mm-hmm. firewood, and so talk to the apothecary about heating potions. Yeah. Potions at all. So, I guess if horse rations are there. Yeah, I mean, they have like horse feed. Travel feed for animal, you know, just animal feed in general, so. We'd like to grab two weeks worth of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing that she's going to get 80 from that. Diamond dust. Uh, she'll grab a thunderstone. Okay. Then that, if you want to write down where it does. Um, and that was thirty five. Thirty. 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 Yeah, because the um, oils are thirty five. Yeah. So as an action, you can throw the thunderstone up to thirty feet. Uh, when it strikes a hard surface or is struck hard, it creates a deafening bang. Creatures within 10 feet of the stone must make a DC uh, 13 constitution saving throw or deafened for one hour. Whoa. Con? Uh, yeah. If a creature deafened in this way casts a spell with verbal components, it must make a DC 11 charisma saving throw or fail to cast the spell. The idea if you can't hear yourself talking. And then feed per day is five, five copper pieces. Okay. Um, where did I put my phone to do this math? Quicker than I would do it on paper. Like seven silver. <laughs> yeah, like it's not going to be much compared to like what your what y'all's rations are. Um, I'll just round it out and get the extra. Let's get 20. Sure. So, I'm going to say that the 80 that she got for the diamond dust, yeah. um, 60 is going to the two smoke bombs and, and the thunderstone. And then the other 20 is going to go to the rations. So, there's only 22 gold left needed for the rest of the rations, so she'll just cover that. Okay, cool. Well... We also got 30 gold for the Basilisk Spike that Holly just... So that let's covers. get all of our numbers together and yeah. then start deducting. Yeah. Okay, that works. Um, so we need to grab firewood, which is how much? I've been running out of copper log. Okay. And how many logs would we need for two weeks? Like five logs a, day? a night? A night? Uh, right? I believe one log burns for about four hours. So, so five like a night? Room. Yeah. Five a night wouldn't make sense. Because yeah. we, we would need it's four it hours, yeah. but if it's overnight, yeah. then that would be. We could. We could. I think we could ration out four five. I mean, that's up to you. I mean, three to five. Five is easier. Yeah. So let's say five. Yeah. So that's five times fourteen. Twenty-five coppers a day. Oh Wait, how many copper? It's a copper a log. Yeah. So we, if we're getting that's copper a log, so it's five. Five copper. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Five, five, five copper a day. Okay. It's it's seven silver again. Seven silver for two weeks. Yeah. Let's just so. get ten. Yeah. Sure. Um, or ten silvers worth. Sure. Yeah. One gold worth. 
Hold on. I'm old one logs, so that's two and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's twenty pieces. That. Yeah, two and a half weeks worth of firewood. Um, and that. I mean, it, yeah, I would say it's probably like three to five a night because three would cover twelve hours. Three would cover twelve hours. I would. I, the only reason I said five was cooking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say let's assume five and having the firewood is not going to. Okay. Hold on. I'm like gonna... you can use it later. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we're gonna. It's not gonna be a bad thing if we have extras. And then the smoke bombs were how much? Ah, uh, fifteen. Fifteen each. I thought it was fifteen for three. Is oh, fifteen for yeah. three. I'm sorry. Okay, so ten because they got two. Hold on. When they come back, I'll ask them. Yeah. Because they have thirty gold written down here. So would that be, be six, six pellets? Pellets, yeah. But they have thirty minus thirty gold plus two smoke bombs. <laughs> okay, so how many smoke bombs did you buy, and how much did you pay? I bought two smoke bombs and one thunderstick because yes. the smoke bombs the were smoke bombs that you put down the smoke pellets mm-hmm. are fifteen for three. Oh, so I'm did sorry, you get two, two sets. Okay. okay. So you so would have six. six. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry, two sets. Okay. That was my bad in communication that. Two sets. Sets of three. And, and then, that was 30 gold? Okay. Yes. And then one thunderstone. Yes. So that's 60, and then there's 42 for rations. Yes. That's the way I learned it. Um, and then we, yeah, I've, I've got, got all the numbers here. Mm-hmm. Um... And then we just need to look at potions. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Do we so okay, before like... we look at potions, Caroline, yes. since you have the numbers, yes. how much just with the stuff we have now, how much have are we spending? Uh hang on. Separate separate from the now. separate from the gold that yes. we've made. Just how much are we spending and then how much did we make? Okay, hold on. A shocking number. 151. 151. We're spending 151. Yes. And we got... I made 80. I made 30. 30. So that's 110. Okay. So we're only spending 40. So right now we're spending 40. 41. You also mentioned fair having stuff to sell. I mean, it's like a short sword. Okay, then. Yeah, I I didn't know if you wanted to... Yeah, I've got a short sword. Because I'm willing to say that we just do that transaction now and deal with it, and then worry about the potions after. And then go do the potions yeah. separately. Sure. If you guys are cool with that. Because we have to. I'm, go- I'm gonna, for just for me and for my sake, I'm gonna hold on to the numbers and then do the math when we're all done with the potions. Okay. That's fine. Because I don't want to do it twice. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Yeah, making your way towards the back, uh, you, I mean, it's not hard to find you, the, the uh, alchemist spouse that Atlee uh, mentioned, um, a sort of, uh, I don't think how to, like, 
salt and pepper graying, brown hair, uh, you know, crow's feet, a lot of laugh lines on <clears throat> a face that is starting to have a bit of saggy skin as he gets a bit old, you know, a bit on in years. Um, but, you know, through little round spectacles, there is a, a bright pair of brown eyes that are, you know, dealing with customers. And, uh, he's still wearing robes that look oh, somewhat like they are of the Academy, but they're uh, a little bit older, a little bit more frayed in spots, and the embroidery is becoming unthreaded uh, due to age, and it just looks a little bit less um, vibrant. You know, it's a bit more worn. And rather than seeing any of the heraldry of the Academy, uh, you instead don't really see any heraldry at all. Uh, just various geometric designs along the hem of, of his sleeves, which at the moment are sort of bound up towards the shoulder to allow his arms more freedom of movement. Uh, and as you all walk up, he you know, is finishing up with another customer before clasping his hands together, looking at you all and goes, Welcome, I'm Guthrie. Uh, uh, Atley's husband is. Uh, what can I do you all for? Um, we're looking to buy healing potions. Yeah, of course. Uh, do you got any particular type? Just. Uh, How many potions? What potions does everybody have? I have two regular. I have one regular. I have two regular as well. Do you want another regular? I would love another. Okay, but I would also want one more. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Um. Real quick. How much would selling the short sword be? Like a gold. That's what I thought. And that's perfect. Okay. Cool. Um, um, Any minor healing or greater? Uh, He looks off this. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got a few. Uh, Is there anything else potion-wise that you're looking for at the moment? Or... What have you got that's interesting and fun? And there's a little twinkle in his eyes as he cocks a brows. Well, uh, that depends on what you're considering interest in. Uh, are you looking for something that's going to make you, you know, belch fire like a, like a drake? Or are you looking for something that's going to make you strong like a giant? Or, you know, I can get you something that um, it's a little weird at first, but... And just turns you into something mimicking your general surroundings. It's a little special concoction I brewed up. Um, you, you see that that little chest over there on the counter? Yes. That's our cat. <laughs> Can it still move and have? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of turns you. I mean, it's cooing at it, and the the whole chest just shifts and begins like <laughs> sliding uh, yeah, across before uh, in, in what, a puff of like glittering smoke a cat just bursts forth and the image dissipates just, yeah, you can't really make any uh, sudden movements with it you know if you're using it to like try to attack someone and throw them off because you know you're like a tree or something that's not going to work but you know if you're needing to hide in a jiffy you just quaff this down Back yourself up against the corner, and most people will be none the wiser as long as you're able to keep quiet. How much are those? They're like a hundred gold. I just, it's, you know, something they have to work with other uh, mages from back home. So there's a lot that goes into it. Ugh. 
Uh, and how much are the, the healing potions we mentioned? Yeah, I mean, the minor ones are uh, 50 gold pub. I think that's just standard. Yeah. Five, you know, five crowns, right? And then uh, the graters are uh, 75. Okay. Now then. With the numbers we have spent versus the numbers we have earned, we are sitting pretty at 40. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um... Group fund is, I forgot to add the, because I didn't add the 80. Group fund is at 94 gold. Um, I still also have 48. Well, you don't add the 80 to the group fund. Because I didn't. Okay, good. Because I was already counting. Yeah, yeah. In the 30, you're also counting there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is. We've also got the... It's easily the, possible to cover everything just with a group fund. Yes. Cool. Everything but being... One, 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 one regular? regular? Yeah. Which I would really like to try and get. A greater. A greater. Um, are you willing to do a trade? Depends on what you got. Fair's gonna dig into his little belt pouch and pull out one of the sapphire slash ruby coins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to take a look? By all means. Thank you. Goes, pours over, and goes. Yeah. Uh, what kind of trade are you looking for? I have a few of those. Um. Let's say, how many potions do people want? I think both of you need a greater. Because uh, you're let's say two per greater. Well, that's not. <laughs> that's right, right? No, <laughs> they're seventy. They're worth seventy-five gold each. I thought they were worth fifty. That we could get fifty dollars yeah. for them, but they're worth seventy-five. Yeah. So okay. trading them. So trading so, them, we could do seventy-five. So yeah. two coins for two greater. Greater. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Two per two greater. Yeah, sounds fair. Right. Um, Where'd you uh, find these, by the way? Where did I find that? Where did you find those? I was thinking about that one. Super. I think it was the first dungeon, wasn't it? That's where I got the Star Sapphire. Yeah, the old tomb by the river. Or was it the... uh, Or Mori's Forest? Uh... God, I have no idea. Fuck. Somewhere. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. If you don't mind me seeing the other one, I can pull one out. He takes it and he's just like looking out of me. All my years back at the academy, never saw something like this. Thank you. He tosses both in his palm and just pockets them. I'll go get you your potions. Uh, is there anything else that you're... And one regular. Yes, of course. Do you want to take that out of the group fund? Uh, no. They can pay for it. So. Okay. I'll take the, the 40 gold then. For out of the group fund, yeah. He runs in the back and comes out with uh, the three potions. Each of the little bespoke little like belt pouches that have... Uh, Sort of like bronze clips to slide on the belts. And he sits them on the table and slides them over. There you go. Uh, if there's anything else that you need, 
in regards of potions, salves, and other alchemical wares, please let me know. Otherwise, uh, Atlee can get y'all taken care of. All right. Thank you very much. Of course. Thank you. Takes them, distributes them, um, goes back and pays with the group fund for the rest. Put in the 50 for the regular potion. Cool. Yes. Yes. It's like when you talk. Um, and the, yeah, the 40 remaining from the group fund. And we have gotten 20 things of horse feed. Uh, a fuckload of rations, something like 84. Mm-hmm. Um, 20 pieces of firewood, the potions, uh, your smoke pellet baggies yeah. for 30 gold, your thunderstone for 30 gold, yep. my five splinting, splintering arrows for mm-hmm. 10, my lightning oil for 35, and two regular bundles of arrows for 2 gold. We did it! <laughs> and, uh, Welcome as back from the shopping montage, everybody. Yeah, yeah, as you're doing this, Adley, do you want me to, like, have it delivered to where, where you're staying? Yes. By, like, a wagon or something? Yes. Do that for your charge? No okay. problem. Okay. Um, you at one of the horse feet and firewood, huh? You at one of the order halls, or? Uh, we're at the, uh, Sultan Scale. And they tap their nose and point at fair. All right, sounds good. Uh, we'll get it taken care of. All right, thank Thanks. you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for talking to the Dragon's Tribute. What time is it now? All right. Early to mid-afternoon by this point. I imagine you all spent a good bit of time in the Tribute. Mm-hmm. Looking around and stuff. Okay, I have a game mechanic question. Sure. So the Herbalism Kit... Yeah. It says in its description that it is what you need in order to make healing potions? Yes. Do you need to buy components to make healing potions, or is that something that you, like, is that something you pick up on the road, or I, is that... Um, it, I, I think it depends. Like, I, I'm, you know, in some places, I'm sure you can buy the, the components, but um, you can also scavenge from them. Okay. So is it... Is it something that... Because Ollie has one and is proficient in it. Yeah. Would that be something that they'd be like, oh, I can just pick it up on the road? Or would it be a, oh, I'm at town, I should probably pick things up for it? I mean, if you have the kit, you have all the necessities. Okay. So it would just be like replenishing replenishing materials and the like. So like if I made one, then I would have to replenish it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I would say with the kit, you could make like, I think you'd have like enough components to... You want to move that bag bag no, away? I want it to be right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> to future Ray. Wow, Jesus, future Ray, I'm sorry. Poor guy. Um, but yeah, I would say depending on like the skill check, um, you would be able to make like 1d4 potions yeah. out of... Okay. But that would completely use the kit up. And then you'd have to buy... Are you buying the equivalent of or scavenge, but yeah. would you buy be buying the equivalent of the kit? Or yeah. are you buying okay. So I kinda you, figured there were tools for herbology. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like you like wouldn't tools I guess my it. question, like, because you can just buy an herbalism kit. Right. Would I be rebuying an herbalism kit if I used four potions or Price-wise, would I be buying effectively okay. yeah, if you were just to like you know find a town that would have everything that you needed. Otherwise you yeah, could go out and like scavenge stuff. Because like the mortal pestle, the mortar and pestle and like the other stuff. Fucking that's like coppers. Okay. You know, in the grand scheme of things. Like for me, where the bulk of the cost of those things come from is like the labor. herbs and labor. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that, that all that stuff is gathered, prepared, and just ready to go. Okay. Uh, 
with your shopping done at the Dragon's Tribute. Where now, brown cow? I'm glad someone. <laughs> I mean, um, set us done for the day until they. Well, she has one conversation. I have one conversation I would like to have. Sure. But other than that, I'm done for the day until we talk to the professor. Um, well, we're talking to the professor and waiting because Saprick is also meeting us. Yeah, this all is good. Yeah, so I guess I could just head back there. Yeah. Uh, Zavrik definitely said that they should be, Would be there that evening. Yeah, I think at the latest is what they mentioned. Yeah. So late afternoon. Just because they, they had to... They had to go tell Sarah. Go, go tell, tell Sarah, Sarah and go see if they could buy any horses off of the other knights, etc. That's right. Um, so I'm assuming making your way back to the Salt Scale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, making your way back there and uh, opening. It's actually the emptiest that you've seen in like a while. I mean, there's not really a whole lot of people there. Um, you know, some people are eating, and you can see uh, a small group of adventurers that are looking at a map and like pointing at some stuff and deeply engaged in conversation over what their next journey is. And they all look very young, very fresh-faced, um, sprightly. You know, you kind of get the sense that as they're talking, as you you know sort of kind of move to just grab a seat for yourselves, that this might be their first. Yeah. Even. Um, just because there's like absolutely zero cynicism about them. Uh, Sophie, what's that like? Uh, notices you all. Well. Wheels himself around. You uh, just taking a break or grabbing drinks? What's what's the plan? I think I could use a drink. Anything in particular or? Whatever, um, well, uh, whatever your favorite is. Just a, a, an ale is fine. Yeah. Oh, I'll take it now. All right. Well, uh, just add that to your tab then. She, you know, motion motions to someone that's behind the bar to, you know, three and begins pointing at kegs as they begin going to work. Uh, your uh, long-haired friend, uh, the knight, dropped by, uh, so that he they are uh, going to. Uh, just take care of some quick business. They should be back in a little bit. That was probably 20 minutes ago, so they should probably be uh, end through any moment. And then the uh, the tall chap, I think, is still just upstairs. So yeah, I'm snapping in your room. I forgot that was today. I forgot he was napping. It has been and day, y'all. Mm-hmm. It hasn't even. Yep. It's been like an hour. It's been like yeah, it's been like four or five hours. Thank so, you. Of course. Um. Yeah, if you need anything else, just holler. It's quiet enough that I might even hear you. <laughs> and afterwards they go and grab your animals and bring them back in are nice, cold, and frothy. Um, yeah, it's a couple minutes as you're enjoying your drinks as Sabra comes in. After seeing you all immediately rushes over and just slides onto the bench. And you go, uh, so, I have some good news and I have some bad news. Which do you want first? You know I like my dessert first. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad news. I can only find one horse. Okay. Uh, just with the joust coming up and everything, right. not a lot of knights are... Uh, people this year just seem really... amped up about things, so... not a lot of people are willing to let go of what they've got. Uh, sure. Good news is, young horse, trained, seems fast. Should be able to keep up. Uh, so if we want to attach it to the cart, 
should be able to pull its own weight. Alright. Yeah, sorry, I was expecting to be able to get more. Usually you'll you know see knights that don't you know won't really want their metal tested because they don't want to embarrass themselves against some of the better ones. So they'll usually uh be a bit more willing to you know, oh I got some coin for my glory and all that. I thought the bad news was gonna be much worse, so thanks. Yeah. Uh thankfully there's no orders yet for Errant shields to be heading south, so it should be good for at least a little while. Good. We're glad to have your company. Same. Um, how about you all? We're waiting to hear back from our friend, the professor. But uh, we went ahead and gathered supplies and equipment. So are we set to go then? Once we hear from her. That'll be tonight sometime. She's gonna stop by. So expect tomorrow morning then, unless we're going to whisk off in the dead of night? Yeah. Alright. I'm also to go. Uh, just gotta make sure all my things are packed, say goodbye to Sarah, you know, one last time. And... Right. You all have that look about you, like you're about to have like a very serious conversation about something. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just disappointed about missing the tournament, that's all. Who's always next year? Fair enough. And there are other attorneys, so uh, yes, you know, nationally renowned is this one, but... I didn't really think when I was leaving home that this is something that I would get wrapped up in. They not. Usually the start of like a big story though, huh? I guess. They only quiet as ever. Probably more quiet. They they are uh very distracted and have probably been all day. But I mean, on that there, uh, and on the tabletop. Well, I'm gonna go finish packing my things. Um, I figure I can get myself a room here tonight, and once we're all up and ready to go, we can all go together. Alright. I'll uh, give Sarah your regards. And apologize to her for us. What for? Spiriting you away again. She's going to be enjoying herself at the tournament, and uh, I imagine living for all the things that she couldn't live for before, so I doubt she'll miss me all that much. As a cat wanders around their table. And they push up and excuse themselves, leaving the three of you two yourselves. Spoils her in this house. Me. I will say that um, after Sabbath leaves, Sveta looks like 
She genuinely looks like nervous and concerned. Everything's going on. Something on your mind. Not particularly, just um, what I told Sabrick. Would you care to elaborate? Before you fidget out of your chin. This feels like a lot of pressure. There's so few people. I don't even know what we'd do if we found something bad. <laughs> and considering what we saw from that crystal, I, I just worry that we're outmatched. I mean, there's no guarantee either way. We could get there before them, take care of whatever it is that needs to be taken care of, and be gone before they even arrive. Do we even know what we're taking care of? We have to stop them from waking a slumbering giant. That is the extent of my knowledge on the subject. I suppose it will become more clear once we get there. Out of nowhere, a giant, like, steel tankard slams down next to Fair as a kind of older dwarf pulls himself into the seat. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I couldn't help but hear in uh, your nervousness. Are y'all new to this adventure in life? Got the jitters? Sure. Yes. Well, take it from one old seasoned vet that's seen through wars and seen his fair share of things. No use futzing about the coulds and the could nots and the what ifs and the what nots. You just gotta go forward with bravery in your heart and a good bit of nervousness in your belly and that will to live stuck in your craw. And no matter what you find, smash it to bits if it needs be and fill your pockets with it if it needs be and you'll do fine. Worst thing that an adventurer can do is get all knock kneed and lead-footed in the thick of things, so take it from old Garbald, from me to you, you'll do fine. You look like a capable bunch. I'll drink to that. Smell like damn near knocks the uh, <laughs> He is holding it with his, his uh, prosthetic hand, so it's just like probably weird sort of radiating out his yeah. arms. Like, huh. Alright. He wheels himself out and goes back to his group, which is a sort of motley crew of just like an alpha human, a tiefling. Um, what looks like a halfling at first, but they're a little taller, a little bit more lanky, and they're actually wearing shoes on their feet, which... What? Uh, if you all want to make a... Yeah, yes, I would like Nature to check, I guess? Nature. <laughs> nature. <laughs> No. Thirteen. Six. 
It's a nat 20. She's combined 21. Um, yeah, so I imagine you may have you know, seen them once or twice before, but looking at sort of like the little bits of like stuff, what looks like branches and leaves that are in their hair and how their clothing looks almost woven out of like leaves and moss and dirt and the way that their skin has a subtle, almost slightly earthy tone to it. Is this a dwarf? No, this is the... This is the weird, not halfling, looks yeah. like a halfling, but... But you realize that, like, you've... Maybe you've seen one traveling with your parents, and you've probably seen one once or twice in the forest, but, like, this is a... It's a gnome. Holy shit. And gnomes are notoriously isolated people. Even here in Talamat, they are, like, we are, you know, part of the joke, but, like, they are the Lorax, and they speak for the trees. And the gnome is with the tiefling? A tiefling, a human, an elf, a dwarf. Like, they're with, like, an adventuring party. It's a sort of strange group. <laughs> I mean, no stranger than we are. I guess, but we don't have a dwarf, so... Well, give it time. So, so do you know what race that... that... I believe they're a gnome. Why are they out of the forest? Adventure calls to everyone, I suppose. I mean, he's an elf and he's outside of the forest, so. Church smiles pretty wide. <laughs> I got, yes, I am. I guess you're right. And. Yes. I can tell that Sven is like, and you know, I don't know that there are many half whatever you are. She knows what they are. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. snake teeth. That's that. I started talking and should not have started talking. Oh, you on teeth? You on teeth? Write that one down. Yeah. It's going the old book of puns. Yeah. Okay, so weird adventuring party that I can't decide whether or not we're supposed to interact with or if they're just there for stuff. I feel like this has been y'all this whole campaign. Literally, we're like, we <laughs> can't tell. Like, like, bird we can't like, tell if they're real is, things is or potential. <laughs> like, is this a potential RP? Or, uh, yeah. It's it's me, so. So everything, everything is, is a potential, potential RP. Yeah. So, gnome... Sorry, gnome, dwarf, elf, tiefling, human. Tiefling, human. We just need some Sade. Sade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like I said, there's a conversation I want to have, but... How do I put this? Sade is not going to ask to pull a person away from everyone else. <laughs> so it's only if it happens organically. So I guess I will see if it happens organically. If it doesn't, it's fine. 
want to tell us who the conversation is with so we can find a reason? Okay. Ollie will get up and go to the bathroom. (laughs) Ollie goes to use the privy. I mean, you don't, like I said, you don't have to. I can, I can find a way. For I will tell you, if they're going to sit there for however many hours they're waiting for that like professor to get there, Ollie is going to go, is going to go to the bathroom at some point. Yeah, I also imagine favorite. after a few minutes, Ollie's probably like, I'm going to go read a book in my room. <laughs> I just, I'm just fucking leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> what? Because mm. there was something that Ollie was going to do. Then and do I'm it. trying to figure out if it's going to be at the same time. Do it. <clears throat> do you, boo? Where's the bathroom in this town? <laughs> Used to be shit house. Slash the door. Like, what is the layout of this town? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... Oh, God. Our, Draw us a map, Michael. Yeah, yeah give me, someone give me a sticky note. Oh, my God, really? Just so that way there's a quick, like... Okay, so you got your front door, big section of tables. Bathrooms are probably like, you know, in little uh, rooms that are made under the stairs. Okay. Um, unmarked, uh, but there's like three of them. And then the bar at the back end of the room, back in leading to the kitchen, various bottles and kegs of alcohol, mm-hmm. etc. Pretty. Where do people go to go up the rooms? Stairs. So are the stairs, it's over here? Yeah. Okay. So and like, the bathrooms are back here? Yeah, so like towards like the the underneath bar, the stairs, underneath the stairs. Yeah, there's some little rooms, uh, just yeah, built out and stuff. Here, have someone have a sticky note for the salt scale. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so basically, <laughs> Ollie would go to the bathroom and then try and find a subtle way to go out the front door. Oh, because they have something they need to go do. Okay. Basically, I'm presenting this out of character wise, oh so that yeah, so we understand that you yeah. are fucking gone or trying to okay. trying to go. Through. It would probably be a go to the bathroom, come out, see that they are talking if they start their conversation, and then would probably try and sneak out. That's fair. We could say maybe. Like, they would have to be passive. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that even if you failed, that they would be like, like hey. So, yeah. actually, regarding passive and active percep- uh, perception, me, Liz, and a bunch of people had a chat about okay. that recently and how, how we kind of feel it works. Your passive perception is like your own general awareness of like your bubble. Oh, okay. And then, so like, the reason why like you could roll lower than your passive perception out of your bubble exactly totally makes sense okay so for sure yeah so that's generally how we reasoned it out i think that personally makes sense because like someone's sneaking up on you and they kind of get your like Mm -hmm. your little bubble and you know you get that i'm being watched feeling Mm -hmm. um that would regard your passive but if you're like actively looking for something and you just can't find it okay that's active should we roll i mean we're not actively looking though we're not exactly so ollie 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 would be avoiding their bubble regarding your passive perception because they are sneaking just trying to okay that's what I thought yeah. I was just like wait what are we yeah they're sneaking past and they are yeah trying to avoid you know getting into your personal space and your personal mm-hmm. awareness alright do you wanna roll for stealth roll for stealth roll for stealth no what is it? 
I'm a, I have a 10. Passive. My passive's 11. Okay. Um, oh god, what do you do when, when it's a player going against a player and it meets? Because in most cases that still succeeds. I mean, Ferret wouldn't do anything. Yeah, I guess that's, that's reasonable. Like, Ferret might notice, but not like... Yeah, especially depending on whatever Stetta is about to yeah. discuss with him. So I would I would imagine then as Ollie leaves, Sveta has her moment to... And well, I, w- I would say Ollie would probably be the, like, waiting for them to get into a conversation and before they, they try to leave, because it would be a wants them to be doing something occupied. else and occupied by something else. Okay. So, Ollie gets up to go use the restroom. Yes. Kara continues to drink his ale. Yeah. I would say Sveta's taking kind of a, a big... Big old gulp. From her, yeah. I will also say that before Ollie got up to go to the restroom, they would have downed the rest of theirs and then got up to go. Okay. Gonna break the dam, but that's fine. <laughs> um, hey, so, um, I, I know the other day when we were coming into the city, I sort of, I don't know any details, but I know I, um, got a little, maybe drunker than I should have. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I remember. Is everything all right? I, I just want to say sorry. I don't know exactly. <sighs> I hate to admit it, but I don't know exactly what I said. But I assume it was horrendously embarrassing, and I owe you an apology. <laughs> All right. Would you like to know what you told me? She looks kind of like. Yeah. I guess so. (laughs) Well, you asked me for my advice on... Uh, what's the common term for it? Uh, ending a, a relationship of, I believe, a romantic leaning. Um... Assuming I had a great deal of experience in the department, and uh, you were quite convinced that whatever was going to happen was going to go very, very poorly. Um, still wasn't entirely sure on what to what or whom you were referring. But um, no, I was happy to listen and. Rather me than some stranger, I suppose. She's kind of like got her face in her hand a little bit and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know, you're a very uh, personable 
person. So I think my in my drunken state, I just assumed, and uh, I don't know. I think I can make an assumption as to who I was talking about, and uh, clearly it wasn't an issue. So, <laughs> right. Um, really, there's no need to apologize. Still, um, listen. There was once a time when I. Uh, dramatically hurled myself on my sister's bed to tell her some story about this boy I had, a, had feelings for who uh, did not return them and uh, waxed on about how he was perfect and I could not tell you his name now. That was a long time ago. I have to admit, I never really talked to my brother about that kind of thing. I, I don't think I talked to Naz about that kind of thing. To be honest, I haven't really like thought thought about that kind of thing um, in in general. Uh, that's probably why. In my uh, inebriated state, I asked you about it. Um, I mean, personally, I prefer things to be out in the open. And after we all sort of spilled our collective guts over um, the things we weren't talking about, it feels sort of balanced to me for you to have... Um, so dramatically rendered your feelings known. Guess that's good. Yes. I mean, if you had told me, you know, half a year ago, or, you know, maybe even four months ago, that I would be spilling my emotional guts, as it were, to a, a, a prince of a different nation, I probably would have laughed in your face, but I, I guess that's how life is. It is uh, somewhat beautiful in its unknowability. We all find ourselves in places we don't expect to be or intend to be, and yet life carries on. In the future, you're welcome to come to me about um, such <clears throat> problems and concerns. Like I said, clearly it wasn't what I thought it was, so... Um, hopefully I won't have to do the same in the future. Ask me for advice on how to break up with somebody. Or just deal with romantic inclinations altogether. Not that you have have to, of course. I mean, I know plenty of people who have chosen not to pursue such things. There's nothing wrong with it. I 
I imagine the latter is probably more. Probably going to be more. Um, I'm not really used to being in that sort of situation, so. Um, the latter is probably more appropriate than the former. But, um, sound, I don't. You sound disappointed. Um, I mean, uh, I guess there'd be a reason to be given the circumstances. Um, that's like stupid to be disappointed, um, given I just sort of assumed everything. Do you think you are unbecoming? You, you don't have to answer that, of course. I just... She, she's sort of like purposefully not making eye contact with me. I just... I, I simply mean to say that you are quite attractive. Uh, I'm sure you know. Um, I, uh, I didn't. Um. Oh. <clears throat> well, I, I stand by it. You're uh, one of the first people to really tell me so, so outright, but, you know, I assume that's sort of a princely thing to do, so. If you think I'm simply saying it because of chivalry, then, uh, uh, <coughs> the woman here, I, uh, I, I, I stand by what I said as a person outside of any chivalric teachings I have had. I wonder where Ollie went. Um, After a moment, yeah. the uh, the dwarf kind of leans over and goes, besides, it's mostly just battle treatises. That's true, yeah. Is he... He's just, is he still at the table? I thought he went back. No, he's just like no. Okay, I was like, he's uh. at the table, like right across from yours, and he's just sort of like leaning over mm. when he feels like. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's that like one dude at the con that's like really friendly, but they're not super awkward, so you can't really be mad at yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, Svetlana is just like bright red, kind of purposefully like ah, hidden in her hair. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, where is Ollie? Ollie would like to go to the uh, Irish Dragon. Oh my god. god. Um, Yeah, making your way to the Irish Citadel. Uh, Making your way downtown. You know, it's a a short walk. Mm -hmm. Less than ten minutes. Um, I will say, when they they got out of the tavern, they would have popped their hood up. Okay. Yeah, and... uh, (laughs) 
you know, opening the the familiar gates, they creak with that familiar unoiled wine. And when you close them, they close with that kind of weight that uh, in itself uh, detract, deterred rather um, any would-be vandal. And walking across the rather plain uh, courtyard of uh, you know, cobbled stone, you find yourself standing before the large wood and iron door that upon it depicts emblazoned a uh, roaring purple dragon with its claws reared and wings spread wide. Standing before the door. They probably sit there for a good, like, five minutes of just trying to decide their fate. (laughs) And it's during the time while they are trying to decide their fate that the door opens. Uh, Almost, like, walking out as though no one would be there, they almost bump into Ollie at first. um, Before taking a step back, uh, you know, there is, in taking a moment, you see a human woman looking about to be in her late 30s. Hair is a uh, dusty green, long and braided, just draped over one shoulder, uh, with eyes of a complimentary shade of a deep blue. Uh, she wears uh, just a suit of plate that, though now it bears the white and iris tabard of the... Uh, the company's colors. There is a slightly red tinge to her armor. Um, and she you know, stands there, you know, holding her, her great sword slung over one shoulder, and just takes a minute a moment to look Ollie over before just going. I thought you went west. Is Felden here? She can not say, oh, yes, you're welcome to head inside this. No, I will walk by <laughs> and just walk straight in the door. And, um, uh, Itty, the, one of the more long-standing members, just goes, oh, what? Well, good to see you again. He says before, turning and walking out. Um, and within, you know, there are the generally quiet sounds of some conversation and people busying about. Um, right now, within the building, uh, within the sort of general, I guess, foyer that everyone tends to gather in when there's not like a specific thing going on within the keep, um, you can see uh, Sprickle Whip or Whip. And, um, that is... Uh, Amazing. Whoop! <gasps> Yeah, who is at present uh, training with Gonma, who is using a wooden sword to try to hit Sprickle, who is very deftly using her hands, forearms, and elbows to uh, just bat the, the wood away. Well, occasionally, uh, despite being almost three feet shorter than Gonma, getting in and you know, trying to levy her own strikes as Gonma deftly weaves around. Um, actually, no, she is three feet, two inches shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, deftly weaves around. But as people begin to notice you, everyone slows down. Um, and you can see outside of those two, uh, you can see Ogre. Uh, 
you're drinking, jotting down notes as you see what looks like to be the head of some kind of big beaked bird. I'm not quite sure what, but its beak looks like an axe almost. Um, and you can also see uh, Tetra and uh, Ritten, and they're both having a conversation with Felden that looks a bit more somber. Um, you can kind of see Felden and how he generally tends to wear his emotions on his sleeve that he was just bringing news to these two. And as everyone slowly but surely notices you, it's when Sprickle finally does, where she goes, Oh, shite! What the fuck are you doing here? And she jogs over and, like, kind of gives you, like, a light, you know, elbow to the calf that's, like, a little bit too hard and hurts quite a bit. You can feel part of your leg go numb, but you really don't want to, like, say anything about it. Elizabeth hugs. Yeah, or like when a dog just barrels into you, but, you know, they don't know their own strength. Elizabeth, her weird, like, 5'5", five, five, crabby pincer fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> and takes a step back and looks up at you and goes, we weren't expecting you back so soon. Where's, uh, where's Bond? Ollie's going to ignore the question and look up and see if Felden and Ritten and Tetra notice. Oh yeah, like the like the second Sprickle opened her mouth, any semblance of you having sneaking in here, hmm. if that was the case, devastated. Ollie is going. Ollie is going to like make eye contact with Felden in that. Can we can we talk? Yeah, kind of. Uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Written looks at you for a moment with those stern, calculating eyes. And you can see that familiar kind of derisive sneer that he's always treated you with. Before he looks around and goes, Sprickle, go gather everyone up. Felden and Ollie need to have a conversation and dispute with you all about something important. Sprickle kind of looks at Ritten, looks at you, looks at Felton, looks like she spends like a good 10 seconds before we're going, right? Uh, well, good to see you. She kind of taps her feet before jogging off. Um, Felton then is pretty quick to cross the, the room for, we can duck into one of the side rooms. Yeah. 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 Leads the way into a small study. I'll make her close the door. Sorry, I wasn't expecting you to drop by uh, so quickly. And I took it upon myself to, uh, I guess, tell everyone about what had happened. That's that's fine. Um, I'm leaving in the morning. Yeah. Uh, that's... Assuming it's for another job. Yeah. And Ollie, what kind of room were they in? Um, it's uh, there's the the Citadel uh, is on the first floor has a couple studies attached to it. You know, really 
there's like small small little bookshelves that are mostly filled with the journals from other adventurers and largely from members of the Iris Dragons on their on their travels um, and stuff like that. So that way, that there is a record of knowledge of things that they've done, monsters they've slain, and how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things Bond was always a little bit leery of as he felt the knowledge should be openly shared as some of these things were pretty like comprehensive but a lot of the other members felt that with an order of prestige such as the iris dragons they're dealing with things that most other people aren't going to be dealing with so they're right to keep their information guarded um i just made a connection about something keep going yeah so it's one of those things where so you can you know, I'm sure Ollie could probably see both sides of the argument, but Bond was very vehement in that, like, we need to publish these. You know, we could save lives of young adventurers that are going to discover these things. So is there like a table chair? Yeah, there's a um there's a couple of, like lounge chairs, a small couch, uh, a small round table that has um, a candelabra in it, and there are various like little lanterns scattered about. It's pretty... It's it's a room that is larger than it needs to be, but still small enough to be homey and not something that you just feel like you're getting drowned in. Can I have the sticky notes back? I guess. Oh my god. Chicken straps! <laughs> Subtle about it too. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Listen, we have to fill the air when it's <laughs> it's going around. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Like, not. Okay. Gotta make notes for voices for characters in which I describe Ritten's voice as soft Jason Statham voice. And Sprickle as basically Merida. Mm-hmm. I love. So what was the connection you made? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What was it? I don't know. What was it? I don't know. What was it? <laughs> But you don't have to tell me. I was about to say, you, I think you technically know. Okay, well now I'm like, yeah, yeah now, now I'm like, well, I know a lot of Do things. I know? <clears throat> it's not like Is it one of those things connection. that you know, but you don't know until someone else mentions it, and you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I'm keeping track of this whole fucking campaign, so... Yeah. When someone says, well, you know, I'm like, listen. I know a lot. I know things I know a lot that of you things. haven't even begun to interact with, so, like. What was the last, I'm sorry, what was the last question asked? I lost it. I don't think he asked what he was just saying, that he was telling everyone. What happened? Yeah, that basically he was just telling people as he came in. know anything about draconic crystals <laughs> have you ever heard of a little thing 
<laughs> called a computer. He just shakes his head and goes, I mean, you mean like the, the ones that form out of a dragon's heart after they die? Have you ever seen a dragon's heart? I'm not. And I'm not asking this as like make a raw. I'm asking like reasonably. Probably no. With this Probably would have not seen a dragon's okay, heart. Okay, then. Yeah, like. But, but, and also, would Ollie have read any of these journals and texts? Then, yes, okay. At this point, yeah, this is knowledge Ollie does not have then. I don't know. I'm going out to the, the Titan's forest with a, a few of my companions to look into something called a crystal network. He nods slowly. I have no idea what any any of that is. Ollie, um, I'm sorry. I wish I could be more, more help. I mean, we could ask. No. I don't want to bring everyone else into this. I mean, if it's something that you and Bon were, were investigating. No. It's. It's just me. And he nods and runs a hand through his hair. It's, you know, taking him up to sort of scratch the back of his neck as he. Looks I mean, is there, is there anything I can do then? If, if you're. I, mean, I know you were never formally into, inducted into the Order, but. If, if I can do anything to help. Yeah, I can do so as Felden and not as a member of the Order of the Irish Dragons. I mean, um... It's fine if not. We have three. I was just... I was you can you can take mine. No good in the joust anyways. I'm going to be making my innings and winnings in the melees and duels, so... I'm not going to take your horse before the tournament. I'm going to lose the joust either way. But I don't fall on my ass and cover it and do it then. Just bow my head to people that are better on horseback than I am. I mean, <laughs> shit. There's rumors that the Duke of Cardin might be might be uh, taking part in things. And do you think I'm going to joust against a duke? No. Absolutely not. Even if he's just showing the posture that an old man still has strength, I'm not going to... Uh, Invite that scrutiny if I happen to break my lance on, on his breast a bit too hard. Are you sure? Ollie, I wouldn't have offered if it wasn't on the table. If I'm forced to joust, I can use Ritten's horse. God knows that damn thing needs to have someone that has fun anyways. That would be great if I could. Yeah, besides, that thing's several heads taller than mine anyways. That would be nice to, uh, you know, be imposing upon horseback for a change. 
Thank you. Yeah, of course. Do you need the the botting and everything, or are you attaching it to a wagon? decision hold on <gasps> shit, quick shit, quick quick fuck? make the character make the I'm coming back. Tends to be the nature of most adventures. Did you want to ask about one? I figure, the way the old man would want it, that he'd want to be remembered for the things that he taught us. And that, uh, He would probably say, unless he went out in some blaze of glory, that better than remember that we remember the good things someone did in life rather than lament over how they died. So, if you want to tell me, I will listen. He was a mentor to me, a friend to all of us. Except maybe, you know, Bodger, but <laughs> that anyone really likes him. Huh? Uh, but he was your father, all intents and purposes, so I can only imagine, as, as heavy as my heart is, how much the weight of it has to be on your shoulders. is going to get very quiet and then probably go in that sort of jerky movement will move over to go sit down in one of the chairs. Yeah. If there's like a table and chairs or something. Um, rather than taking a seat themselves, Feldman goes and just sort of plops in front of the chair sitting cross-legged. Hands just... Settled in his lap, fiddling with one another. He told me not to go with him. He also told me that my footwork wasn't good enough to be a knight. He has a weak smile for him. Sorry, it was a bad joke. I can't imagine you two were always, you know, elbow to elbow, no matter the situation, even when you were both young. I don't, I don't know. 
all I know is we we got to a small town in the north of McCarran, and they were having some issues outside of town. And he told me to stay instead of go with him. He leans back on his hands. He was, was, uh, like that, huh? I could have saved him if I was there. You don't, you don't know that. You... And they're going to, like, bring their hands up. It's like, I can heal people. I've done it before. And what if whatever killed him came for you next? But if I was there, I could have brought him back. How am I supposed to deal with that? Push us back up. Reaches out and takes one of Ollie's hands in both of his. Day by day. Doesn't get easy. Doesn't have to be. While the two of you were gone, we were scouting another hopeful. Figured that between them and yourself, we could you know, expand the ranks. Gods. She was a bright, bright mage from Kondai. I had just graduated. She and I were supposed to go out, take care of a linworm near a forest. She was rambunctious, eager to prove herself. Her mastery over, over her magics was unprecedented. We're camping out within the forest. We'd found a little clearing protected by some fairies that we'd managed to play with long enough to grant us some some semblance of peace and guardianship. She got track of the beast, took off before I woke, tracked it down to its lair in a cave, decided that she knew her magic well enough that she didn't need the help of a knight. I found her. He just shakes his head. What I'm saying with this is, he squeezes Ollie's hand a bit tighter. You can kill yourself over the what ifs, over the I could have done's, over the why's and why not's. We can't change the past. We can't move time to our whims. We aren't gods. And the gods with whatever play that they have for us see it fit to do the things that they do. If Bond didn't want you to go, he must have had good reason for it. 
I know that if he told you of all people, not me, not Ritten, not Sprickle, not anyone else, you, the person he trusted most over all, to stay back, then whatever he was going for, whatever problem that aided this village that he sought to solve, was too dangerous for you to have been there, even if you could have helped. He shouldn't have been alone. No. No, he shouldn't have. The people of the village should have gone with him. We should have had someone there with him if the problem was this bad. He should have written a letter to anyone, any guild. Even the adventurers of McCarran would have rallied to the side of an iris dragon. But he was a hero of the war. He fought alongside kings and champions. He fought off demons and dragons and all manner of things against unwinnable odds with people that he shrugs far greater than I'll ever be. But we all know that that brashness never went away. He was an idealist to the end. I should have been there. Perhaps. But you can be there for these people that you're traveling with. You can be there for us if we ever need your aid, but... I mean, Ollie, we're all in this life together, and... Most of us don't get the luxury of dying in the comfort of our beds. You know that as well as any of us. I guess. 